Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hello, I'm Matt Williamson. This is a Locked On NFL podcast. Uh, I did a short earlier today about the, the the five offensive lines that I thought were going that went backwards this offseason. And as I've told you many times, this is the, the, the time of year of eternal optimism and everybody looks better and everyone's going to be healthier than last year. I love that. We're, oh, they're bound to be healthier than last year. No one's going to get hurt. Or this guy's going to return from injury and all the draft picks are going to hit. So now I want to tell you about the offensive lines that look improved from last year. And the reason I kind of just preface that is there's a lot more of them, you know, <laughs> and um, everyone looks good this time of year. That Boy, they, they should be great. And I wrote these articles up for football guys from a, uh, a fantasy perspective, but it obviously translates very much to the NFL. Uh, we're brought to you by SeatGeek today. Uh, before I tell you about SeatGeek and the uh, the lines, I, I want to give you a little bit of programming note, too. We haven't had this conversation in a while. I am doing another one of those mock drafts. It'll be the last one I do for football guys tonight. So tomorrow, I'm going to recap that. And I'll probably be, we're not going to do a lot of fantasy, like I told you. But I got a lot of feedback that they liked you know, that, that podcast from last week or two weeks ago where I was in a fantasy mock draft. So I'm doing another one tonight. I'll recap it for you tomorrow. Um, and that's going to do it for me for the next, like, 10 days or so. I am doing a family vacation that I go to every year. Um, I'll be away all next all next week, so there will be no locked on from there. And then the minute I get back, camps are opening. Um, I go that week every year for you guys that have followed me over the last 12, 13 years or whatever. Um, and then, boom, I am right back into things. I'll be up at Steelers camp a lot. I'll be watching preseason. We'll be breaking things down on a daily basis on the Locked On NFL podcast. So don't go away. Spread the word around. Gone. But all next week will be off. And uh, right now, I, I want to feature, I'm just going to go around to a handful of, uh, or, or I'm going to mention at least all the offensive lines that I thought got better. And, you know, for that article, I wrote up five. And then there was an honorable mention of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I came up with a dozen offensive lines that I thought noticeably got better from a year ago. Um, Cleveland is kind of the poster child for that. And I think that they've wisely invested not only in Joel Batonio and keeping Joe Thomas, but then they go out and they get Zeitler, who they steal from a rival, really solid starting guard and Treader I think is going to be a quite a good center and that's four really high quality starters you know they got Cameron Irving over at right tackle Sean Coleman last round pick one of those two will probably be the right tackle but it wouldn't shock me if they spent money again or a high draft pick on the right tackle position next offseason and I do think this is going to be one of the better lines in the league I think it's going to get to the point where it'll make the quarterback hopefully Kaiser a lot more comfortable when I keep comparing him to a Dak Prescott. And I know that's extreme, but if anyone to me is a Dak Prescott, I think it could be Kaiser. This is a really good running game, Duke Johnson, Crowell, that I think their offense, mostly because of the offensive line, should be quite serviceable and functional. 
And that's a step forward, and it should be for the long term because of this line. I talked about, the, I wrote up Detroit as well. And obviously it stinks that Tyler Decker's injury, you know, factors in here. And they obviously had major intentions of, okay, we're going to lose Reef, we're going to lose Warford, but we're going to go get Lang and Wagner and upgrade both spots. And maybe we can actually create some kind of running game. Our offense, or our defense stinks. We play slow on offense. You know, we're going to run the ball. We're going to play a short, controlled passing game, but there hasn't been a running game to speak of. So let's build a line. And, you know, a theme here is lines travel. You know, I mean, if you have a good offensive line, it really doesn't matter who your opponent is. You should be able to, you know, if you can control the line of scrimmage, and that might be a little bit strong, control the line of scrimmage, dominate. Um, you know, that you're going to be... In, in football games. And there's such a shortage of lines out there that I love that the Lions approach was to spend money, rebuild that, you know, instead of losing guys, upgrade there. The Decker injury kind of stinks. We'll see what happens uh, with Greg Robinson. Hopefully he can rebound his career. But I do think the line is better. Chargers got some bad news today with Mike Williams. Maybe he's out for the year with the back. We'll get to that when we know more. Um, and that pick sort of shocked me, but the Feeney and Lamp pick in the next two rounds were godsends. You know, that I think Lamp could be a right tackle, but if these two are your starting guards for the next 10 years and they have that kind of look about them, wow. You know, I mean, Phillip Rivers must be doing cartwheels. He's been had so many injuries on the offensive line and at the wide receiver positions that it was clear that this draft was dedicated to, let's make Phillip's life a little easier. <laughs> and... I think Lamp and Feeney are low-risk guys that should be immediate contributors. They spent a ton of money on Russell Okun. A ton of money. But he's a starting left tackle. So, I mean, I think that position won't be a, a liability. Slauson's there still, a good player. I like Max Turek coming out of USC not too long ago as well. Joe Barksdale's still in the mix. So, again, I think it's an improved offensive line from what I was think, what I thought was... One of the worst in the league last year. I mean, in, comp- in, the, in the conversation as the worst offensive line in the league in 2016. So let me tell you about SeatGeek. They've been with us a long time. Love SeatGeek. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere. And with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. I did actually just used SeatGeek, tickets, or SeatGeek not long ago for Penguin Playoff tickets. Uh, my wife uses it for concerts and things as well. Her friends use it. My friends use it. It's great. Uh, SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money for searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And you get to do the most bang for your buck grades. SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats for to fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed. So, you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports to concerts to comedy to theater, all the above. And, best of all, you guys all get 20 by 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Download the SeatGeek app. Enter the promo code LONFL. L-O-N-F-L. That's promo code LONFL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Good stuff there. If... I thought the Vikings probably were the worst offensive line in the league last year. And a lot of it was injury-related, and it just ruined their offense. There was no running game, no vertical passing game. And they went out and they signed Reef and Remmers, who are better than TJ Clemmings. You know, I think Reef's a good player. I think Remmers is kind of just a guy, but he's a starting right tackle. 
all I want from this line is it to not stink, <laughs> you know, and they get Elf line, who I really like too. I was shocked he lasted to the third round. So I kind of look at the Vikings and say, all we need is it serviceable, you know, just don't be dreadful. Don't be horrible. And with the players they have and hopefully better health and some guys returning from injury, I think that that's very, very attainable. Speaking of injury, another one that really stinks is the one to Teron Armstead. He missed a lot of time last year, though, and this was still a great line in New Orleans. Underrated how good this line's been for a long time. Um, and, you know, they took Ryan Ramchek though, in the first round. So, uh, in a way, they kind of lucked out that, you know, the Ramchek was there. I think they wanted to ease him in, but now I think it's okay. Sink or swim there, youngster. Um, they added Warford, too, which is a real Saints type of signing. They are very much you know, value the interior of their offensive line. Unger's injury is lo- looming a little bit right now, too. But this could be a really good offensive line, especially maybe late in the year if Armstead returns. So that, that's something to think about. I mean, it's always good. Breeze kind of makes it better. But I think it could be a power running game. Ideally, if Armstead were there, I think you'd play a lot more six offensive line sets a power running game. Um, I think the Saints' already good offensive line got better. If Armstead were healthy, it would be a lot better and and contend for the best line in the league. So there's a handful of others that I thought improved, some of them not by leaps and bounds, like Buffalo and Carolina. Both of them used, what, a second, third-round pick on offensive tackle, maybe guards that I like, you know, big mauling types, uh, Moton, and, you know, I think that's a need position for both Denver used a first-round pick on the position as well as signing Leary. To me, that in itself almost has to make this group better. <laughs> you know, it almost has to be, and it's been a real problem spot. I think Jacksonville got better. Who knows what you're going to get out of Brandon Albert, but I think he's better than Luke Jokel. Cam Robinson was a nice pick, too, for a power-running scheme. They have a big, physical, nasty line. Linder's a really good center that no one knows about. So I can see Jacksonville's offensive line being pretty good now, too. The Rams were certainly in that conversation for worst offensive line in the league. Um, just by putting Whitworth there, not even on the field. I think he's still a really good left tackle, which is a huge upgrade in itself. But the influence I think he's going to have with a, you know, a young head coach, a young group of a young offensive line meeting room. I think he's going to be worth his weight for sure. And teaching all those younger dudes how to be a professional, how to maximize your abilities, uh, get the most of what you have. And I think scheme will help too. Rams are kind of like Minnesota that if you if you're just serviceable, you know, if you can open some holes and be okay in protection, that's a big upgrade. And you know, they, they signed a veteran center as well. Uh, Maybe some of these younger guys take a step forward. So I don't think it's going to be a great line, but I think it's an improved line. Same with the Eagles. Theirs isn't a lot different, but Lane Johnson returns, and it's a much better group when he's on the field. Peters is still really good. Um, Really a deep group, especially on the interior, too. So I think they're a little better and are in the conversation now as one of the best lines in the league. And this one's <laughs> is almost at the same level as like the Rams and the Vikings is the Seahawks. I mean, their line is better. That's what they're talking about here is what lines got better. And with some of these, there was nowhere to go but up. And I'll concede that. And But that wasn't what I'm writing about. I'm writing about who got better. I got to think of Fetty's better in his second year. Guys like Glowitzki are better as a, in, with a little more age. 
I'm not a big Luke Jokel fan, and he certainly was never going to live up to being the second overall pick in the draft, but he's better than what they had last year at left tackle. You know, and Justin Britt played well at center. They drafted Posick in the second round. Is he going to be a right tackle? Is he going to go to center? Is he going to play guard? He's going to be somewhere, and I like the player. Um, they've used a reasonable amount of early picks on offensive line in the last couple of years, and i got to think they will, as a result, get a little more mature, a little bit better players, and improve. And if that line could just be the 25th best line in the league, not stink, boy, that offense could be good. You know, just if Wilson could take a handful fewer hits so they could protect us a little bit more consistently, open a little bit more in the running game, I think Seattle's a juggernaut. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17 